guys, and welcome back to another episode of Caitlin Cracks the Code. I am your host, Caitlin Anderson, and on my podcast, we are cracking the code on all things health, wellness, and self-development to help you become the best version of yourself. I also bring on special guests who I will ask just one thought-provoking question to. This is to emulate if you were to run into them on the street or at a Starbucks, and you could only ask them one question, what would it be? Welcome back to another episode of Caitlin Cracks the Code. This week, we're going to be talking all about time management, all of my tips and things that I've been doing lately to help me better, more efficiently manage my time. It's something I've been really into lately. As I've mentioned, I've been watching all these YouTubers and listening to different podcasts on time management, specifically Ali Abdal and Cal Newport. They have been really helpful in talking all about how to manage your time. So I wanted to share things that I've been doing personally that have helped me manage my time better. Before we get into all of that today, you know the drill. We're going to go over my top three favorites from this past week. First up on this week's weekly favorites list is going to be touring homes. So in my area, they put on a big parade of homes and it's so much fun to just go through all of the new homes in the area and getting ideas for my future home and just seeing all the beautiful architecture that goes into building today's modern homes. So that is something I've always enjoyed growing up. I'd go with my mom and we'd tour all of the homes that are up and coming in the area. It's something that I always look forward to every year and I usually go just about every year. I believe last year was the first year that I missed in a long time because I was over in Africa. But this year I am home and visiting in the area so I was able to go, me and my mom, and we kind of have a tradition of going together every time they put it on. So it was a lot of fun. It's also something that I find really inspiring to go tour these big nice homes. Well, for us, we only toured the homes that were $700,000 and up. So just going and putting yourself in environments that you strive to be in and these homes that you hope to one day have, it puts you in the right mindset of working towards those things that you want and getting out of your regular day-to-day routine and going and putting yourself in an environment that you see yourself in the future. I feel like that's a great takeaway for everyone. Even if you don't have a parade of homes per se in your area, you could still go to these really nice neighborhoods and just go take a walk. I know I love doing that. I love doing that in the fall, actually, just going to really nice neighborhoods and walking around and seeing what you like and seeing what you don't like in homes, taking notes, acting as if you are going to one day live in a home like that yourself. I feel like it makes it a lot more real for you and it makes it not so out of reach when you're actually putting yourself in the environment. I was listening to Ed Milet's podcast today actually and he mentioned that, that you should try and taste your dream. Taste whatever it is that you picture for yourself so that your mind starts to get used to it Keep thinking about it, keep visualizing it, and actually go see it. Go put yourself in the environment, and eventually you start to get used to it because in the beginning, you feel like you don't belong there, but as time goes by and you keep putting yourself in that same situation, then you start getting a little more familiar with it, and you kind of start showing up like you actually belong there, and you see it possible for yourself to one day be in that exact position. So I really enjoy touring these big, beautiful homes, and one day hope to have one myself. 
Next up on the favorites list is one that I have been all about in 2023. So this one is meeting new friends. I actually just met up with one of these girls that I've followed on Instagram forever. Me and her have followed each other for, I think, maybe four years now. It could be longer. So I had initially reached out to her with a question about nursing and getting into aesthetics. I came across her page because that is something that I was trying to get into back at the time and she was really helpful. But since then, we've always kept up with each other and I love what she shares with health, wellness, and recipes and she likes what I share with wellness and health and recipes too, I guess. So we're kind of on the same vibe here and we always said like, I'd love to meet up and actually hang out and just develop a friendship with her was something that I really wanted to do. And so we finally met up because she was in town and it turned out to be such a great day and such a success. We went to a coffee shop and got to know each other, just talked about our goals and our plans and our family, just everything. I felt like we had so much to catch up on, like not that we have ever even met, but I felt like through the screen of Instagram and just following each other's lives over the years, we kind of know each other a little bit. So it was so nice to meet a new friend and it was just something that I, like I said, I've really been trying to do this year in 2023. I ended up going to Austin and that Dear Media event. I met a lot of cool people there. I ended up going on my first podcast from that, from a new friend that I made there. So it's just, it's been really fun putting myself out there and meeting new people that are into the same thing I'm into. And so that's something I wanna expand on is whatever you're into, whatever your likes are now, because I'm sure as you've grown up that they've changed, which is completely normal. That is how we're supposed to be, to grow and evolve, because the friends that you grew up with are not always going to be the friends that you end up with throughout the rest of your life. Friends come and go, just like seasons. And so as you evolve and as you get into different things, then go put yourself in that environment, in that place, in that workout class or pottery class, painting class, whatever you're into now, go put yourself out there and you're going to meet like-minded people and you're going to make new friends through it. So whatever you're into, whatever you're liking these days, if you get a little out of your comfort zone and go meet people who are in the same area that do the same thing as you, it's usually going to pay off and you're going to make a lot new friends. And even just over Instagram or whatever you're on, whatever social media platform that you see that you would want to be friends with someone, just reaching out to them and seeing if they'd want to meet up for coffee or just go grab lunch or something. What's the worst that can happen? So that was number two is meeting new people this past week. And number three on my favorites list this week is my morning routine. I feel like after all of these years of trial and error and just testing things out, I finally have down a morning routine that I've been just so obsessed with and it's just worked so well for me. I feel like I've been so efficient lately. And so I'm going to get into actually a little bit more on that throughout the episode. But I do just want to mention that has been a favorite because I have never felt better. I mean, I have switched up my routine so many times in the morning, just trying to find the perfect routine where I'm still getting a good amount of prepping my brain and getting ready for the day, but also still being time efficient. I don't want to sit there for three hours just doing all these different things. A long journey to get here, but it feels good to finally have something I feel like is going to be set in stone for a while. So I will get into a little more of 
my morning routine later on throughout the episode, as I mentioned. But those are my three this week is the Parade of Homes. So touring all the big homes, meeting new friends, and my morning routine. I made a list that's about, let's see, there's about eight on here of things that have just really helped me buy back my time over the past month. Things that I have tried out and I'm going to stick with and I've added to my routine. Maybe you can take some away from this or it'll spark an idea of things that you can do as well that are going to help you be more efficient throughout your day and just get you to where you want to be a lot faster. And so I've really been all about time management and just using it more wisely because time is, as we all know, the most valuable asset any of us can have. As I've gotten older, I've noticed how fast time flies by. Even this year, just thinking about 2023, thinking that we are almost halfway through this year, that blows my mind because I feel like it was just the countdown on New Year's Eve going into this new year, just knowing that it's only going to go by even faster as you get older. I want to make the most of it. I want to make the best memories with all of my favorite people and not spend it just scrolling on my phone and watching Netflix all the time. Like I actually, I want to do those things in moderation, but I also want to live a very fulfilled life. And so that's why I've really been into time management and just trying to get really organized lately. And so I'm going to go ahead and get into today's episode. Let's get cracking. We'll start off with number one. This is killing two birds with one stone, aka passive multitasking. So it's something I've been practicing lately. And mainly in my morning routine is where I really try to step up this game of passive multitasking. And what that is exactly is you're able to do two things at once. So yes, you're multitasking, but one of those things is something that you don't have to focus on. It's something that you can sit there and not concentrate on it and be doing something else. So you're still getting two things done. And a lot of people say that you can do this with anything and just multitask, but that is not true because if you're, I'll get into this one in a second, but if you're getting two things done at the same time that both require a lot of attention, then they're probably not going to be your best work. So I've really just been into doing passive multitasking with my morning routine. And what that means for me is that I used to do my daily prayer when I wake up in the mornings and I would just do it before I left the house. And it would take a while because I like to go through and pray for my whole family and just any goals that I have and you know, the whole thing. Prayer can take a while if you're doing Basically, you're praying over your whole life and everybody in your life. So instead of doing my prayer and then leaving to go to the gym, I now dedicate the full drive on my way to the gym for my prayer. So while I'm driving, instead of listening to music or listening to a podcast, I am praying over my day. And that saves me probably like 15 minutes. And I'm able to get that done on the way to the gym And I don't like to say it like that, like get that done, like check it off the list because it is something really important to me to pray and to start my day off like that, but that's just the way it came out. So yeah, I do like to pray on my way to the gym. For the background music, I have been liking this soaking worship that you can find on Spotify. It's just 
it's very instrumental. There's no words, so that's really good if you like some type of worship music on while you pray. I've been listening to that or just any type of like morning sounds, nature sounds, jazz sounds, any type of instrumental music on while I'm heading to the gym and just no words and just talking to the Lord. That's how I've been starting my day. So instead of staying at home and praying that way, I just do on my way to the gym. And another part of my routine that I've switched up that's really helped me save time is my meditation. So instead of staying home and doing this as a part of my full morning routine, laying down and meditating and visualizing my goals, which I still, I do love to do that, but I've thought of another way to get this done more efficiently that actually doesn't affect anything. Like it still, it still hits the same for me. And that is on my way home from the gym. That is when I do my meditation and my goal setting and planning. I'm obviously not closing my eyes while I'm driving, but I do put on some type of creative thinking music. So I use this whole time on my way home from the gym as a way to creatively think about goals and what I'm working towards. I will say my affirmations. I will talk all about what I want to achieve and what I'm working towards just to remind myself because I found that it's really important to remind yourself of your goals every single day and not just looking at a vision board when you remember to and just glancing over a picture. I mean, that's great too, but I I just think talking out loud and saying it every single day it reminds you and it makes you familiar with it and just draws you closer to it the more and more you talk about it so that's something that i practice every day on my way home to the gym i love putting on focus brainwave music on spotify and then i will just talk aloud to myself and look like a crazy woman i'm sure if someone passes me but hey it's what works so saying affirmations talking all about my goals and just planning my future, honestly. I've been loving doing that. And so I don't get to do the visualization anymore in the mornings, like I've probably mentioned on this podcast before, but I still do all of this that I just mentioned, which still helps me a lot and I really enjoy doing it. And it helps me progress in all the things that I want to work towards. So it's been working for me. As for the visualization though, like visualizing where you want to be and actually feeling it, seeing it and laying down and just closing your eyes and putting yourself into your future, I think that is really important too to do. And so instead of just doing that in the morning when I'm up and ready for my day and getting that done before I go do anything else, I find that now I want to start doing that when I'm getting in bed at night. And so there's nothing else that I need to do for the day. Like I'm just getting into bed. And so that's a perfect time to do a visualization meditation before I go to sleep. And probably honestly better because when you go to sleep, you're going to be thinking about that subconsciously, which is a whole nother topic and discussion to talk about all the scientific facts that go into your subconscious and planning your goals and all that. But That is the way I've been killing two birds with one stone, just doing passive multitasking. For me, I just mentioned those two, but you can do this with so many things. And so that just makes me think, you know, while you're doing your workout, if you're doing your 12, 330, instead of scrolling through TikTok, you could be doing something like 
organizing your apps or organizing your home screen, something you've wanted to do for so long, going through all of your pictures and deleting videos and photos that are taking up so much storage on your phone that you don't really need. Things that you can do while you're doing something else that requires no concentration on one of those other things, that is going to really propel you forward and give you so much more time. It adds up at the end of the day. I just think about for me, that's probably 30 minutes I'm saving in the mornings every morning, at least throughout the week. So three times, that's 150 minutes a week, 600 minutes a month. I'm about to do some calculations here. 600 minutes a month times 12 months, 7,200 minutes a year. That is the equivalent to five days. So I am literally buying back five days of time per year, which absolutely is mind blowing. I had not actually configured that until just now. So just saving 30 minutes a day, not even the full seven days a week for five days a week if I calculated that right, I think I did, it looks like it's five days a year. So try and look at things that you're doing right now that are passive and require no concentration whatsoever, that you could also be doing something else and killing two birds with one stone. Moving on to my next one, it bounces right off of the last one. And it's something that I have to mention because it's made such a difference and one that I've done for a long time. And just it never works out. It never is my best work and something I'd recommend that you guys take a look at if you do this as well. So this is also, you're not trying to do two tasks that require concentration at the same time. So you're not multitasking because one is not passive. If you are trying to do two things at once that require your full attention, then it's not gonna come out the same. It's probably even gonna take you longer and you think you're doing a good thing by multitasking and doing two things at the same time, but really your attention is not in one place and you're not doing your deep work. You're just, your brain is kind of scatterbrained. And so it doesn't save you time in the end, which is the goal when you think about multitasking, you're trying to save time. So if you're trying to do two things at once that require your attention on both, then separating the two, giving your full focus to each of those tasks and just completing them one by one is probably the better choice to do. For example, if I want to listen to a new podcast that came out that's really good and has a guest on there that gives a lot of good information because when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm usually like trying to learn something. I even have a way of taking notes now on podcast. So when I'm doing that, I cannot also be going through my emails and checking my emails and trying to respond to people and filter things. And I, I just can't do that because your brain, you're trying to focus on what the guests are saying on the podcast while also trying to read and focus on what you should reply to someone else. So that's just an example of how those two really clash together and you're not gonna get the most out of them had you just separated the two. That's why I'm really big on having instrumental music, for example. So if I'm doing any type of work that requires my attention, I cannot have on words in the background, people talking, and especially a podcast. If you're trying to learn something from a podcast, it's best to just listen to that while you're doing the passive task. So you're working out, you're going on a walk, you're cleaning the house, not when you're doing something that requires your attention as well. 
Moving on, the next one is something I've recently incorporated into my morning routine. And this one was really hard to start out doing because I was so used to doing it one way. But once I've switched, I've found that it's been so life-changing not to be dramatic. So this one is not checking social media while I'm working out. Because I always would do this. In between sets, if you're lifting weights, I'd just scroll through whatever, Instagram, TikTok. So this was a slow progression for me. So in the beginning, you know, you're sitting there, you're checking your social media in between sets. You don't realize, even if it's like 30 seconds, you're on your phone, just doing that in between every set, it adds up, especially when you see someone posted something, then you go down a rabbit hole And before you know it, five minutes has passed and that can happen multiple times throughout your workout. I'm telling you, if you just stop checking social media all in all throughout your whole workout, you're not looking at any socials, it changes how long you're in the gym. It also just makes you, I don't know, I feel like I'm in such a better mood just not checking socials while I'm at the gym and just focusing on myself and focusing on my workout and the podcast I'm listening to, I've just been so into it lately and it's been so refreshing. So like I was saying before, I I basically cut myself off here. I went into a slow progression of doing this. So initially I started out just always checking my phone in between sets, not really caring, just always taking my time. And then I worked my way into saying, okay, I'm just going to check my phone or check socials because I can still check my phone, like emails or change a podcast. What I'm getting at is not checking social media because that's when you start really getting sidetracked. So I would say, okay, I can check socials in between every second set. So I started doing that and now I don't even check social media until after 12 p.m. So afternoon, literally in the afternoon. So I get up at seven and I don't check it the first five hours of the day. I am not on social media at all. I have a whole morning routine I go through before I even want to get on social media. And so now doing this consistently the past three weeks, I've seen such a productivity boost in my life, just not being distracted all the time throughout my workout and checking socials. It just made such a difference. So I'm going to challenge you guys to just give it a try. Try and not check social media during your workout and it is going to really, it's going to really change your life, I swear. At least it's going to make you get out of the gym a lot quicker and you're probably going to get a way better workout out of it. Okay, moving on to the next one. I have to give a shout out to the last guest on my podcast, Cliff Weitzman, because I did not even think about ever doing this until I heard him say this. So for podcast. I now listen to these on a faster speed. So if you didn't know, you can listen to podcasts on either 1x and then you can go up to 1.2, 1.5, 1.8, 2, all the way up to 3.5x, which is super, super fast. So if you didn't know, you can actually speed up podcasts. And so the people talking... For me, I can talk pretty slow, so if you guys need to speed this up, I honestly don't blame you at all. I now listen to podcasts on 1.2. Some people have to listen on 1.5, and it has gotten me through so many podcasts so much quicker, and now I've noticed it's kind of hard to go back to 1x when they're just talking normal because it does take so much longer, 
and you could really get through it a lot faster if you would just speed it up a little bit. It does get really fast on some people if they naturally talk a little bit faster. If you put it on 2x, like it's impossible to really comprehend what they're saying. Well, at least for me, I think Cliff said that you get used to it once you keep doing it over and over. You're able to actually learn a lot quicker and comprehend things quicker. It's probably actually really good for your brain to do this. But I have been doing 1.2 and 1.5. Some people who are slower, the 1.5 is like perfect. And then 1.2 is generally what I do for most people. So just speeding up podcast, you're able to get through them a lot quicker. I think Audible has this feature or I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I know there's little plugins that you can download. If you want to get through YouTube videos faster, you can speed those up. Audible may have this feature as well, which is probably really good to utilize because a book can be pretty long and lengthy. The podcasts I've been listening to lately on time management, business things, building systems, organization, just everything that I've really been trying to take all in and get as much knowledge on as I can. It's been nice to get through a lot of those podcasts a lot quicker just because I'm able to speed them up. So if you didn't know, now you know. I'm sure a lot of you already knew that and maybe you already do that anyway, but that is one that I just got into. Okay, this next one is something I've shared on my Instagram multiple times and I'm sure you've seen this recipe I've been into. I've talked about it, the taco salad. But what I do when I make it is I cook it in bulk. So I'm cooking the meat in bulk and it's good for usually four to five days. And that way it is so much easier for me to just warm it up at night. I don't have to sit there and cook all of my dinners throughout the week. That takes a lot of time. It just makes things so much easier and you're able to plan out your week a lot better because you know you're not gonna have to sit there and cook. It's also really good because if you're trying to eat healthy, then you already have that option readily available to you in your fridge rather than just ordering something on DoorDash or going through a drive-thru on your way home from work and not feeling like cooking. And I get it, after a long day, that's probably the last thing anyone wants to do is go home and cook a big meal. For me, it's something that I really enjoy doing and it's something I only have to do like once or twice a week, just depending on how much I eat of it. But yeah, just cooking all of the taco meat in bulk and just adding in the cheese and stuff later, just warming it up in the microwave is so nice. So my advice is to find something that you really like and you really enjoy, try out a new recipe, If you're trying to eat healthy right now with summer coming up, you don't have to just stick to chicken and broccoli. And I promise, like you can you can find something that's healthy that you actually enjoy. But yeah, make the chicken or make the fish or whatever it is that you're going to make. Make it in bulk on the weekends. So basically meal prepping and just have it ready for you when you get home so you don't even have to think about it. The less things you have to think of throughout the day the easier it is to hit your goals and make decisions. So that is one that I would highly recommend is cooking your dinner in bulk. Next up is one that I feel like I've pretty much mastered. It's just something at this point I know I have to do. And that is to do my must get done task before my can wait task. So what I mean by this is There are certain things throughout the day that you just have to do. You have to get done if you want to move the needle and actually make progress on your goals. And you have to get those done before you do the simple things like the dishes, the laundry, organizing your drawers, 
Yes, those things are important as well, but you have to get those must get done tasks done first. You can't just wait around and all day long and expect you to have all this energy by the end of the day once you've done all these little tasks that don't really matter. It's that saying of like you're trying to be productive, but you're really just busy because there's a huge difference between being productive and being busy. Because you can be busy all day. You can always find something to do. There's always something going to be grabbing for your attention. Just walk throughout your house. Walk in your room. I'm sure you can find something you can work on in your room. I know I can. I have a to-do eventually list that is seriously a mile long. But if I tried to sit there and do all the tasks on that list before I got to the tasks that actually matter, I would never get anything done. So if you need to, start one of those lists I just said, the to-do eventually, where you can just capture and write down everything that comes to your mind that you want to work on, if it's a little project, anything that you want to do eventually that you necessarily don't need to do right now, you just want to do it and have that done, put it down on that list. But your main to-do list, that's only going to be a couple things, like every day that you have to do. Have a main to-do list and then your eventually to-do list or your can-wait list, whatever you want to name it, and just know the difference between the two. Don't even work on those other things until you get done what you need to get done for that day if you actually want to make progress. And it just makes things so much more simple. And I feel like this is a good tip for procrastinators because I know procrastination is a real thing with a lot of people and If you just wait around and wait around, you're never going to actually get to the thing. Even perfectionist, if you're always waiting for everything to be perfect, you're never going to actually get anything done. So the night before, just plan out your next day. Write down just those couple tasks that you must get done for that day. And then the rest of the day is yours. If you want to work on those can-wait tasks or if you just want to go for a nice long walk in a new area. like I feel like it also makes things a lot more simple And gives you a little more freedom as well because you feel a sense of accomplishment once you get done with those must-get-done tasks. Even if the rest of the day you completely just sit on the couch and not do anything else, at least you got those tasks done that had to get done for that day. Moving on, the next tip that I have, that this one's not really new for me. It's something that I've done for a while, but one that I want to mention is that if you want to be efficient with your time, you need to set boundaries. So for me, what this looks like is not being so reactive to people and not letting other people dictate how I spend my time. So for example, if I get a phone call while I'm trying to do some work or I'm trying to do emails, it doesn't mean just because you get a phone call that you have to answer it right then. Or if you get a text from somebody ask, even if they're asking you a question, you don't have to answer it right then. You can set a time at the end of the day if you want to go back and answer all the text or call people back, whatever it is. That's when you can time batch things and not let other people dictate how you're spending your day so that you feel like you're more in control of your time. Once you start to really value your time, You stop saying yes to every little ask that you get as well. This is hard for people pleasers because I know a lot of you, you want to appease everyone and make everyone happy and say yes to every little thing that you get asked to do, but it's just, it's not going to help you in the long run. And it's actually going to burn you out and wear you out 
and just make you exhausted. And it's not a form of self-respect as well when you're always doing everything for everyone else. So just learning to say no to things. So if someone asks you to hang out, if you get invited to something, unless you're just, you're really set on going and you'd love to do it, then you don't have to do it. Even if it's on a day that you don't have to work, if it's on a Saturday, but say you've been working for 10 days in a row and you've picked up extra shifts and you've been looking forward to Saturday because you finally get to sleep in, but then someone hits you up and they want to hang out on that day, you don't have to say yes to that and feel bad about saying no. You probably actually need to say no in that certain situation just because you're exhausted. You've been working so much. Just knowing to set boundaries and knowing when you should say yes to things. For me, what that looks like is friendships that I genuinely find enriching and I want to grow and work on. I will definitely make time to go hang out with those people. But if it's some random person or just someone you feel like you've grown really far apart from and you don't see the relationship moving forward progressing at all, then it's okay to back off and let the relationship fizzle out. You don't have to carry on every relationship you've ever had just because you've known that person forever. I feel like this one's really hard for people because it's hard to just cut people off and you don't have to do it in such a harsh way. You can back off slowly and set boundaries with even your family if you need to. Also for me personally, collaborations with different brands. I used to say yes to everything and even if the price point was underneath what I usually would accept, I would just say yes, it was an opportunity and I wanted to take it. But now at this point, it's like I can't say yes to every single thing. And I do have to, like I mentioned, show myself respect. If I'm going to take collaborations and work with different brands, I want it to be at a price that I know I deserve and that I've worked so hard to get at. And so cutting that even in half like that is doing me such an injustice and so that's something i've worked on is setting boundaries with phone calls text relationships with family with friends and with business deals and it's something i'd really recommend you guys do as well you have to have boundaries set in place to not wear yourself out and to show yourself that self-respect that you deserve Now for my final time management tip that I have been using for so long, I don't know what I would do without it. It is my Google Calendar. So this is where I keep everything scheduled and I can see how my weeks are going to go, my trips planned, any appointments coming up like dentist, regular physical health checkups, any events I plan on going to, hanging out with friends, whatever it is, I have everything scheduled in my Google Calendar. It's all in different colors. I think this is a good tip for someone who's trying to be more intentional with planning their life. So if you're trying to get in shape, actually schedule your workouts on your calendar. That's going to hold you more accountable. If you use a planner, write them down in your planner. At least it's put somewhere in place and you have it set on that day. Maybe you don't end up going, but at least you put it down And I don't feel like that's an excuse. I do just feel like you're more likely to go though if you put it down on your calendar and you already have it there where you can see it that you need to get that done. So I like to schedule everything. So for example, there are certain days where I like to have my guest interviews or record my podcast. And then Tuesdays, I know my podcast comes out. And then I do all my emails on a certain day. 
So just scheduling things for certain days, I feel like that really helps as well if you want to time batch everything. So for you, if you have a job where you want to keep up with your emails, but you don't necessarily have to do them every single day, make Tuesday or whatever day your big email day and go through all your emails. And you can get really creative with this if you want to have certain days because I've been thinking about doing this. I think this would be so much fun. Certain days where you just go try out a new place. Like you just go to a different location and just know every Friday I'm going to go try out a new coffee shop. Or every Friday I'm going to go have dinner with a friend and we're going to try out a new restaurant. And color code those things. You can make it all pretty and do whatever you want. But just having a calendar in general has helped me so much stay on top of things. And the reason I put this on time management is because when you're all scatterbrained and you're trying to remember what am I supposed to do on this day? I know there was something I had planned. If you don't have it written down, it just is an absolute mess trying to keep things together and tell people you can do things and then you have something else planned. So having everything in one place, that's gonna help so much with your time management. So that is all I have for you guys this week on time management tips. These were pretty specific things that I have been doing lately, but I hope it helped you guys either spark something in you that you thought of that you can work on if it was the passive multitasking thing or making a Google Calendar. I hope you guys took away something from this episode. A little life update from me. I am going to be going on another trip this weekend. I am leaving to go to Pensacola, Florida. So I've never been there before. I'm excited just to lay by the beach. I feel like it's going to be such a relaxing but also super fun trip. So I'm really, really excited for that. When the next episode comes out, I will be there. I will be on vacation. So that is just a little update on my end for you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please give me a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify. That really helps me so much if you guys can do that because it helps other people be able to come across the podcast more and I would really appreciate it. Also, if you guys don't follow Caitlin Cracks the Code on Instagram and TikTok, I am also posting on there at KCTCPod. As always, thank you guys for listening to another episode and I will talk to you all next week.